When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPN2. Listen to us on all of our great ESPN stations across the country. ESPN app and Sirius XM channel 80. Upset day yesterday whoa, 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 whoa. in the NFL. Evan, yes. Evan, Evan, before yes. we get into some of the big update, upsets excuse me, that happened yes, in the NFL smalls. yesterday. At the end of last segment, you left us with a bomb, and we have to let it explode. You would bring Bill Belichick back next season if you're Robert Kraft? 100%. Why? Okay. Explain yourself, sir. So it's real simple. The coach of the Patriots, if it's not Bill Belichick, is going to be Gerard Mayo. Okay. Gerard Mayo has a chance, hopefully, to be a great head coach in this league. Played for Bill Belichick, coached for Bill Belichick. Worked outside of football for a little bit, getting managerial experience in real life kind of non-football circumstances. More than qualified. More than capable to be a head coach. Most uh, There are many teams that wanted to interview him this offseason for that job. But he's basically Bill Belichick. You're hiring a younger version of Bill Belichick. And so, to me, I would give Bill Belichick, after 20-plus years and six Super Bowl wins, one more chance with a true weapon at that quarterback position. Yes, Mac Jones was his pick. Yes, everyone praised them for the Mac Jones pick in the middle of the first round and not trading up to get him. Yes, it is totally backfired. And the way in which we have seen this team play over the last couple of years has been awful. But if anyone deserves that level of loyalty, if anyone deserves the benefit of the doubt for one last chance, it's Bill Belichick. He is still, to me, better than anybody out there when he has talent. And yes, put it on him that the talent is not good enough. But I would give him one more shot. So you just said, put it on him that the talent is not good enough. Yet you want to give him another chance to repick the groceries. No, I didn't say that. I, you asked about coaching the team. So if you want to go out there and you want to go knock on some doors and bring back all the old crew, Scott Pioli, Thomas Dimitrov, John Robinson, all the guys that were there and have been general managers in this league before, and you want to give him one last chance, yes, I would give him one last chance. I don't think Kraft is going to necessarily, but that is what I would do. And yeah. you, you think, I'm sorry, Cece, you think he's going to relinquish any of his power? In order to keep the job there, sure. I think, and, and he could hire the people that he's going to then report to. Yeah, and sure. And why, why would he do that? Because this is an organization that he has been a part of for so long. And the concept of going somewhere else and working for other people, I don't think would be as exciting as maybe it seems to be on the surface. I don't know that anyone else would hand him an organization like Kraft has. And he's deserved to have that organization handed to him. By his own standards, is he doing a good job this year? Obviously not. If there's ever a guy that I would give one more shot to, it's this guy. I think the answer is the record. Yeah. (laughs) I think the answer is the record. That's why he would come back and take less power. It's the record. Well, yeah, but I I just don't think that getting the band back together is going to change the fortunes of the franchise. Mm -mm. I don't think going out and getting Scott Pioli or Thomas Dimitrov to be the general manager is going to fix all of this, even if Belichick agrees to it. This team has been awful. The last four years have not been great. They got into the wild card game in 2021 and got smoked by the Buffalo Bills. They're not close. 
Every other team in the division has passed them by. Even the Jets with Zach Wilson has passed them by. They're not. Think about this. The truest and best chance to get to the playoffs is winning your division. Mm-hmm. How close are the Patriots to being able to do that in the AFC East? Not close at all. They're not. They're a country mile away from that. I don't understand. Changing the general manager and bringing somebody else in, I, I don't know that that changes anything material in the fortune of this franchise is for the foreseeable future. This is a multi-year rebuild for the Patriots. They are not going to just turn this around with with one good offseason and bringing in free agents and one good draft class. They got years of work to do to get back to the point where they can have sustained success. And if that's the case, then why stay with Bill Belichick? Why delay the inevitable? That, that's my point. Like because three, there's nobody I'd want more, honestly. Here's the thing. What, what, but you just you're, said that, that, means, that means that you're saying that there's nobody that can do the job better. And I just refuse to believe that. With all of the qualified football people that are out there in the National Football League and in the football world, you mean to tell me that there's nobody that will be – Better for this team, for this generation of athlete, in terms of doing a multi-year rebuild. I don't accept that right now. I can't accept that based on what I've seen over the last four years. Three of the last four years would have to been losing seasons for the Patriots if they end up with a losing record but this I, year. I think Why would you stay with him? Because I think we're getting the, we're making this more drastic than it needs to be. In its simplest terms, he got the quarterback wrong. He got the quarterback wrong. And more times than not, when a general manager or a head coach get the quarterback wrong, they get themselves fired. But he got the quarterback wrong because he wanted to get rid of the quarterback that was still capable of winning Super Bowls. That's the context. But that's 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 100% correct. But, that's, no, but, but, but then you could have fired but, but, him but, after but, but that. There, but there's got to be accountability for that. But then it should have already happened. No, no, but you didn't know. You still didn't know. This is year three for Mac Jones. We didn't know. It, it was early. He's now not we, the guy. Now we know Mac Jones He's is not, not the guy. guy. So you got rid of Tom Brady, who was still the guy, for a guy that wasn't the guy. There's got to be accountability well, for that. not necessarily. And this may actually make your argument even more so. They got rid of Tom Brady for actually no one. They ended up with Cam Newton late in the process for one year. It's not like they had a guy waiting in the wings. That's actually a better argument. They should have gotten rid of Belichick if you're of the belief years ago. They actually didn't have a plan post-Brady. Let's well, be clear. well, they didn't have and a plan. I hate they, to say they, that, they didn't, but that's a, the truth. they didn't have a plan because they didn't have money and they didn't have a draft pick that would allow them to take a right. quarterback early. So they had to use Cam Newton as a gap year. But to be clear, Belichick wanted to handpick the guy that was going to be after and Brady. He picked the wrong and, guy. It, and it took him a couple of years until he had an opportunity to do that. Correct. He took Mac Jones. It has been disastrous. And that's why those two are inextricably linked. That is what people are going to say. You got rid of Brady. You handpicked the guy after Brady, which was Mac Jones two years later. You went to the playoffs in year one, and you haven't sniffed the playoffs since. And this program has been absolutely terrible over the last four years. It's getting worse. It's not getting better. So why would you stay with the key actors in this situation Mm -hmm. that made this situation what it is right now? Let me ask you guys something else. Outside of Mac not being the guy, the Patriots are in the conversation as one of the worst teams in the yes. league. Yes, yes. When you watch some of the other teams that are in that conversation, what do we say? Like the Arizona Cardinals, we've said they're a tough out. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, they are. comments like that. Do you say that about the Patriots? Well, do I you did s- the first couple of games. I don't know but, what the heck has happened well, since then. I was just going to say, let where, go the rope. That's what happened. Where they are right now, what else are you seeing from them? actually on the football field that gives you any hope that what Bill Belichick has done this season should be given another year. Nothing. But here's the thing. Robert Kraft, I think, is one of the best owners in all of sports. I think that's been proven. 
But Robert Kraft is considered one of the best owners in all of sports because his head coach and quarterback for 20 years won more games in that sport than anyone else. Won more Super Bowls in that sport than anyone else. And Robert Kraft has proven to be a loyal, generous, kind man over the course of the last 20, 25 years. That doesn't mean you can't fire people. That doesn't mean you can't say goodbye to people. All I'm saying is that when push comes to shove, a decision may have to be made. And he may have to look Belichick in the eyes. And after these last few years saying, I'm sorry, I'm going to move on. You're not good enough for me. That is his right. He owns the team. You're asking me, if it's me, what would I do? Mm -hmm. I would have a hard time knowing that one day I'm going to be in Canton. One day my organization is going to be looked at as maybe the most valuable organization outside of the Cowboys in this entire sport. And why is it? It's because of Brady And it's because of Belichick. And if it's me as the owner of the team, yes, I deserve credit for employing them as long as I have. But I am not going to just write this guy off. I'm sorry. Everything both of you have said is a thousand percent fair. And you guys are better than I am in terms of moving on, I guess, with people. Well, I well, would keep them. Well, your well, emo- apart, apart. your emotions are making the decision here. Yeah, yeah. I understand your emotions, that. Not, you but got, I believe in this but, guy. you got to run a football team with your head, not your heart. I believe in this guy, and I, I, I mean, believe he's going to figure being, it out. A part of being a good owner is being able to look at a situation with sober eyes. Ev, this team may not win another game this season. So you're telling me I got Caleb? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying you may, you may go 1-16. Well, you might not get Caleb because the Panthers are going to go 0-17. But you may not win another game. Think about that. Even the Panthers had a double-digit lead against the Miami Dolphins they yesterday. Did, crazy. Even the Panthers did that. There was fight in the Panthers. Right. There was fight in the Cardinals. Right. They led against the Rams yesterday. Think about all of these bad teams in football. Like the Chicago Bears, they won a game a couple of weeks ago against the Commanders in blowout fashion. At least you see some fight. There ain't no fight. There ain't no fight for the New England uh, Patriots. They actually had a couple of moments in the second half. And listen, I understand it. Great leaders. They had the- a couple of moments That's- when the starting quarterback has a broken back and Brian Boyer, Brian Hoyer is thrust in the I feel good. like this is an intervention. Well, well, like, I, we're I, having I, an Brian intervention Hoyer was good yesterday. My point is this, and I get that ESPN's FPI is saying the Patriots have a 0% chance of losing out. I get all of that. Just watching what's happening on the field. No, you can they, say that. They yeah. may not win another game. I think they, they, will. May not, they may not win another game. If that's the case, you can still justify staying with Belichick? That's going to be harder. What's that's the, be harder. I, I guess my point is, what's the number? What's the gauge that you have? How bad does it have to be before you think it's acceptable for Robert Kraft and the Patriots to move on from Belichick? I think it's acceptable right now. You're asking the question. The question was posed what I would do. Me, Evan, not okay, Robert so how Kraft. Okay, so how bad does it have to be for Evan Cohen to get rid of Bill Belichick this year? He's coming back no matter what. So no matter what, you no lose out, what, he's coming back. He's coming back. You're out of your mind. Because I, you're out of, I am, you're out of I am your comfortable mind. comfortable giving. You're out of I am your mind. Flabbergasted. I am comfortable saying, Caleb Williams, you're going to be a future star in this league, maybe an immediate star in this league. You're going to now be coached, at least for the first part of your career, by the single greatest coach to ever coach. And the reason that Belichick is great, okay, one of the many reasons he's great, is something I don't have in me, but he does. He has an ability to say goodbye in the best of ways. He knows exactly when to say goodbye. And that may be, you may look back Man, at Man, Belichick would say goodbye to Belichick right Bel- now. Belichick would have walked away from Belichick last year. You beat it. Belichick would have I'm just sitting there looking at the schedule for the Patriots right now. There are only two games that I can point to that they got a chance. At Denver. The Indianapolis Colts in Week 10. 
and on the road at Denver in Week 16. No, they can beat Christmas Washington Eve. at home. That's it. Washington That's at home. It. They're at not the going to beat Washington. At they're the not, Giants. They're not going to beat Washington. They already beat the Jets once. They're they can not beat them twice. They're not going to beat the Jets. No, I'm they're, just they're, saying, I would not get rid of them. I know that you have affection for him. I know that you have an incredible amount of adoration for He Evan, you cannot... Just rely on the resume. You have to look what is happening right now and make your decision yeah, based upon it. the quality of the team, the state of the team, and what he's doing right now. And so I, let me ask yeah. you this question, Ev, because you keep bringing the Super Bowls back. No, that's why uh, the loyalty. No, would no, be no, there. no. That's I'm, what I'm, I'm just asking. I want to ask you this question. Yeah, because you believe he can turn it around. I do. Not this year. How, ma- how many years is it going to take before this team can get it turned if around? If you pick the right quarterback, too. So it'll take two years. Year two. He'll be seventy-five. So he'll be, seven, will be how old? He'll He's be seven. He'll be seventy-five years old. Yeah, I get it. I get it. This is all. See, okay. What we've done is a referendum on the entirety of Belichick. Instead of just simply saying he picked the wrong quarterback, and all of us. But it's not just a matter. But it's not just a matter of him picking the wrong quarterback. He got rid of a legendary quarterback 100%. that won six Super Bowls with him, that went to Tampa and in year one, won another one. Well, guess whose fault that is, though? Th- that's Belichick. That's Kraft. No. no. Kraft is out of time. Fire Belichick. Fire Belichick. No, no, no. We're not going to do that. Belichick is the one that wanted him gone. Belichick wanted him gone. Belichick wanted him gone. Belichick wanted him gone. Kraft did not want him gone. The first time when there became a dispute around the quarterbacks, Robert Kraft sided with Belichick. And he, I mean, sided with Brady, he traded, traded Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. They ended up going to two Super Bowls, won one of them. Right decision by Robert Kraft. Second time around, the owner, as to not undermine the authority of the head coach slash general manager, sided with the head coach, and they got rid of Brady. It doesn't stop. And they got it, it wrong. It doesn't stop it from being the wrong decision I from agree. Belichick. I never said it was. Belichick is the eyes and ears of the owner. All I'm saying, we, though, we're is- praising Robert Kraft because he lets football people make football decisions. The football people that he trusts is Belichick. He's the czar. That decision is on Belichick. Period. So it's not just the matter of picking the wrong quarterback in Mac Jones. He got rid of Tom Brady when Tom Brady could but still compete is- at a championship level. But guys, that is still. Whether it's on Belichick or not. That, that is, is on Belichick. Right, but it's still on Kraft's resume. Oh, my God. Kraft's resume is saying hello to him oh and God. goodbye to him. Oh, my gosh. He allowed it to happen. Oh he allowed it. It's, it's his business. He allowed it to happen because he trusts Bill Belichick to make the football decision. And maybe he got it wrong. So then why would he allow him to continue making the decision? And he doesn't have to. You're not asking me what Kraft would do. You ask me what I would do. But what I'm wondering I'm saying, why you feel this way. He's delusional. That's what <laughs> it is. I we, believe he's that's the greatest. That's what it is. Small talk delusion. Delusion, yeah. You're asking me we, we to can say fight a, We can fight a lot of things. We can't fight crazy. <laughs> you can fight karate. You can't fight crazy. <laughs> we, right now, Evan is crazy about Bill Belichick. A black belt and crazy. Coming up, black <laughs> belt we see the crazy. Heisman winning moment this weekend. We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. Unsportsmanlike. I'm going to say there's going to be a Power 5 conference college football coach that gets fired this weekend. Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M is an interesting one. Massive buyout, but I could see maybe possibly seven games for other teams. I could see them potentially making a move somewhere around college football. We are getting to that place where a Power 5 conference team will fire a coach by the time we come in on Monday. I mean, we're not that far off, right? If Jimbo Fisher gets fired at some point this season, that wouldn't surprise you at Texas A&M with the amount of money they have. No, no, but it's just what the buyout is. Oh, it'd be a nice vacation oh for him. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, Mr. Beast. You can, say a lot of, you can say a lot about Jimbo. You can call him a lot of things. You, one thing you can't call him is broke. <laughs> one thing you can't call him is broke. Jimbo got the best agent in the game. Whoever Jim, Jimbo's agent is, best agent in the game. Can you game. imagine? Oh, you're firing me? I would assume me? Jimmy Sexton. Cool. I would right. assume too, yeah. By the way, it's like, you know, Mr. Beast, the YouTube star, has these videos where like he goes on like a $1 vacation, then a $250,000 vacation, then a million dollar vacation. Jimbo's now going to up that. Let me tell you what a $100 million vacation looks mm, like. Mm, mm. Uh, they lose to uh, Tennessee this weekend. But did we see the Heisman change hands? Are we ready to say Michael Penix Jr. at Washington with their win over Oregon on Saturday that it goes from Caleb Williams, three interceptions and a loss to Notre Dame? Are we ready to say that Michael Penix Jr. is now the Heisman frontrunner? He's entered the chat. I'm, I mean, this guy had a big-time performance. I mean, they get stopped on their penultimate possession with first and goal from the eight. They get stopped at the one-yard line on fourth down. They turn around the next series after the defense gets a turnover on downs from the Oregon Ducks, and Michael Penix Jr. delivers an absolute dime to Jalen Polk for 35 yards to position that team down into the red zone. And then, of course, the go-ahead touchdown throw. Um, so I, I, I just thought that – he showed a lot of poise, and and when we start gauging the Heisman moments and talking about the best players in college football, I'm a big proponent of competitive greatness, being at your best when your best is required. And in the second half of that game, Michael Penix Jr. was outstanding. 9-16, 122 yards, two passing touchdowns, a 120 passer rating, and a QBR of 90. The guy was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and that that's what you that's what you want from your quarterback. I mean, the fade route that he threw on the go-ahead touchdown was just unbelievable. Um, gave his receiver a chance to make a play on the ball. Uh, and, and those are the types of things that you have to have a feel for when you start talking about being a force multiplier and willing your team to a huge home win against a top-10 opponent. Now you're talking about the Washington Huskies being in the top five of the college football rankings, it's the first time they've been there since 2017. Yes. Like, so that, that to me is impressive, the fact that the, this team believes that they can compete at a college football playoff level because of the guy under center. That's Michael Penix Jr. Yeah, I, I think that it actually absolutely did exchange hands this weekend. 
Um, because not only did Michael Penix Jr. have an outstanding performance, but as you mentioned, Evan, concurrently, you saw Caleb Williams look like a shell of himself. That USC offense stagnated this weekend. He certainly did not look like the normal Caleb Williams. And I kind of felt this coming with USC after that triple overtime win over Arizona. They were just clinging on to that. So if you're Michael Penix Jr., having Caleb Williams struggle the same day that you lead your team to victory and that you look amazing, it's it's um, happening at the right time. It's fortuitous. It's yeah. fortuitous. It's Thank fortuitous. You. That's the yeah, word yeah, I was yeah. looking for. It's yeah, all absolutely. happening at the right time. How do we feel about the Washington fans storming the field as a higher-ranked seed beating Oregon? Oh, I love it. I love it. They, they absolutely deserve that opportunity. They're yeah. ranked higher, though. It's fun. No, it doesn't matter. Like, it's not like an upset or anything. Well, it's I'm not like an upset, but now this is the team that has the inside track to being able to win the Pac-12. Like that. Like I, I feel like now we can take Washington serious as a college football playoff team. I don't know that we would be able to say that before this game. And they're going to have to stack their wins, right? We know that the Pac-12 is not necessarily the greatest conference, although they do have a, a few ranked teams. Washington is going to have to make sure they take advantage of those opportunities and stack those wins. And that's why, even though it feels like it's just them checking a box, this would be a spot in years past under different head coaches where Washington would come up small. And everybody would say, see, we told you so. You can't take them seriously. This ain't that with this team with Michael Penix Jr. Also in the Pac-12, Friday night, Colorado loses to Stanford 46-43, double overtime. Colorado was up 29-0 and they ended up losing that game. That was an interesting weekend for Colorado because they did a whole skit on Saturday Night Live about Dion, which was very <laughs> funny. Oh, it was great. But here's the question I have, and this may come off odd, but does it matter if Colorado wins this year? No. This year? I don't think not so. Not long-term, this year? No. I, it wow. absolutely, that was, that, it that, absolutely doesn't. And I know that's not the standard that Coach Prime is setting for himself and his team. But based on where they were last year, any other victory is the cherry on the top of the Sunday. You've already won four games. You won one game last year. You had so many kids coming in and out of the, of the transfer portal. You accomplished what no one really expected you to do already up until this point. You made Colorado the destination in college football. And again, I know that Coach Prime is not satisfied with four wins. He wants far more than that. But I think that the mission has already been accomplished this season. So they have five games left in the regular season. Three of them are against ranked teams. Two are against unranked teams, at least as of now. Let's say they lose to all three ranked teams and they beat the unranked, just for argument's sake. They finish Mm. at 6-6 and in the regular season. That'll catapult them into a bowl. Good season or bad season? Good. That's what I think. What's your hesitation? If you look you know at where they have NFL you, players, they were last you, you, you can't lose that game that you lost on Friday night. Well, okay, the way in which they you, you lost, can't, it you is can't different. lose that game, guys. Yeah. Uh, listen, as as much as I do think this is going to be a successful year, no matter what, for Coach Prime, that was a terrible loss. Oh, they had it. I mean, they they, they that was an awful loss. Well, I mean, but as we always say, two things could be true. That could be a terrible loss, and on the totality, it does not matter how much they win or lose. Yeah, this I'm year, taking the macro view expectations. of this. I, I hear you. I, I, I mean, Smalls, you talked about all the people in the transfer portal. I hope this coming year some of those people are big people, like offensive and defensive linemen, because that's, <laughs> that's where they get outclassed by teams from major conferences. They got to get bigger up front. They got to get tougher because you can't have goal-to-go situations where you come up with no points or you come up with a field goal. They've got to be able to punch it in. But then the way that they lost in overtime, after getting the score, the touchdown – you let Travis Hunter get mossed on the first Stanford play yeah. in overtime? Just, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those situations that it just didn't feel good. It, it, you, you thought that they would take care of business at home against an unranked opponent, 
and they did everything but. So I guess that has to be the most disappointing part of what I saw this weekend from Colorado. Coming up, a pro football Hall of Famer will join us in studio next. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. And with Michelle Smallman, former Giant, Cowboy, Raven, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. And joining us now in studio is a Pro Football Hall of Famer. He is here on behalf of Narcan to raise awareness of opioid risks all across our country, which is a horrible thing that's happening, that Emmett Smith is here to help people get healthy, get better in life. And we're going to have him talk about that in just a couple of minutes. We thank you for joining us. Was there a the running? goat? The yeah. goat in yeah. the building. The goat in the building. You must be, you must be telling my beard. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have you awake, as I know in commercials now you're asleep, which yeah. is the funniest <laughs> thing. That <we> did. <laughs> which is great. Was there a running back that you ever looked at when you were playing or now, and you're just like, he's a lot better than I was. You know, there there's a number of guys that I would probably say um, had a skill set that that was pretty phenomenal. Barry Sanders was definitely one of those guys. Um, and then when you think back to the guys who paved the way for not only running backs like myself, you got to go back to Jim Brown and Walter Payton, guys who set marks and set set the bar very high. And they established the mark for all running backs and the criteria for all running backs. And, uh, you know, I just try to fall in line where I fit. Emmett, speaking of setting the bar high, the bar was really high for the Dallas Cowboys coming into this season. Is the bar not always high for the Dallas Cowboys? For sure, but through the the last 20 years, the bar (laughs) has been very high. No doubt. And it's 27 years since they've been to a conference championship game. Now, they got embarrassed in week five out there in San Francisco. What's the key for this team to get back off the mat in this matchup tonight against the Chargers, Monday Night Football? You know, I don't think the Cowboys have established in the last 20-some years an identity of who they really want to be. I think they've gone away from the traditional ways or the foundation of which the Cowboys stand upon anyway. All the Super Bowls in terms of the balance that they've had as an offensive unit. They ran the ball, they threw the ball effectively, and they put the ball in the playmakers' hands. And They didn't really put the ball in the quarterback hands and just throw the ball 45 times a game. It's just not, we're just not built that way. And, and I think we need to get back to the fundamentals of who we really are and establish something versus – trying to develop a Patrick Mahomes in Dallas, trying to develop a Tom Brady in Dallas, trying to develop – everybody want to have these, these, these quarterbacks that are uh, – that can throw the ball 45, 50 times a game, and every quarterback does not have that skill set. So you cannot make something out of nothing. Mm. What you have to do is build it around something and establish that there's a balance that you can do, running the ball, throwing the ball, and be very effective at that, and come up with some creative – ways to get the ball in the playmaker's hands. 
You just cannot put CeeDee Lamb in a slot and have him isolated or in a triangle around three guys. Yes, yes. You cannot continue to do those kind of things and expect the Cowboys to be very successful. And then I want to go back to what you said about the pressure on the Dallas Cowboys because having that star on your helmet, it carries a lot Mm -hmm. of weight. How do you block out that external noise and that pressure? Well, just like you do anything else, when when you're – Coming to New York Giants when you're playing at the Giants Stadium or you're playing in Philadelphia, you have to block out all the noise and all the naysayers. And uh, you actually have to go into yourself. And as a team, you have to look at your team members and say, okay, it truly is us against the world. Because even though the expectations are great, we have to do what we're capable of doing. And we have to execute all the X's and O's. We have to be very solid in the game plan. We cannot afford to make too many mistakes and we just got to focus on us and not worry about all the, the naysayers and the, and the conversation that's happening around the game. Oftentimes we get caught up in those things mm-hmm. and feel like we have to respond to it. And when you really don't, the best response is to go out and perform. And once you perform, everything else just shut up. <laughs> Ton Sportsman like here on ESPN Radio. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Emmett Smith, Hall of Famer, joining us in studio on behalf of Narcan, which he is going to talk about in just a little bit to raise awareness of opioid risks across our country. Jerry Jones is better suited to be an owner of a team or a general manager of a team? At this point, I think he's better suited to be the owner at this point. Um, I mean, it's, it's been a number of years and Jerry is, is, is still a wise man, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he should not have some say, but I think Stephen Jones and, and the rest of the staff has been, been um, developed enough to where they're bringing in the right talent. The question is, how come, this, how come the meal has not been prepared the right way? Mm. That's the question. It's not about talent. The Cowboys have always had talent over the last 20-some years. That's one reason why everybody, the pressure is on them to get to the Super Bowl because everybody believed that this is the team, this is the year, this is this, this is that. This is one of the most marketable teams. That's why they sell everybody on how good we really are. But when you see it on the football field and you see what happened last Monday night, you start to question, really, what are we doing? And, uh, and, and you know, they pat them on the back in the first two weeks. But you have to understand, the first two weeks of the season, you had no Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and you had another – Mediocre quarterback. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Let's just call it that. And so, yes, we look good. We look dominant. (laughs) You're supposed to look dominant when you're playing against those teams. But when you go up against somebody that's going to hit you back in the mouth, Mm -hmm. like the San Francisco 49ers, Mm -hmm. then you you absolutely have to go back to the drawing board and realize that, hey, we're not as good as we think we are. And even though we have a solid defense, we just got to be better offensively and take care of the football. So, Emmett, who's the pressure on more so in Dallas in order to get this team to realize the expectations? Is it Dak Prescott or is it Mike McCarthy? I think it's on both. I -hmm. think it's on both. I mean, obviously the head coach has to bring – I mean, Jerry and and, and staff who's who's, uh, drafting these players and so forth, and I say we have quality players – they bring in the, the the ingredients to the table. No doubt. The meal itself got to be prepared correctly on the football field. And that product has to hit the football field and play at a level that that's, everyone is expecting it to play at. And so um, so I think it's on both. Dak has to improve. Dak, everybody has to improve. McCarthy has to improve. Uh, even though this is his first year calling the plays, bottom line is this team has to be mature enough to be able to handle what's going on right now. If the ingredients are at the table, what's the spice that can make them a Super Bowl contender? What's missing from the meal? Um, I think the consistency up front with the offensive line. Um, I, I think uh, that's one area of it that, that we definitely need to solidify. Uh, I think we need to uh, be a little bit more creative in our plays. Uh, we cannot be targeting 
C.D. Lamb most of the time, and or right now he's not getting as many targets because mm-hmm. we put him in a position to where they're not creating matchup issues. Uh, and I think most teams come in, and this is what makes the San Francisco 49ers so great, is that they create matchup issues all the time, every play. And so and they can give you five plays that are ran the same way with five different personnel doing different things, and various people are catching the ball. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it makes your defense slow. It makes them very lethargic to react because they don't know what's coming, and everybody's a little confused. So uh, kudos to the, to the Niners in terms of Shanahan and his creativity offensively, which I think is something. I think every position is in a, should be interchangeable, uh, especially when it comes down to the running backs and so forth. Uh, you know, one day you can have uh, – McAfee out here blocking. <laughs> the next day he's catching passes, and it's the same play. So it's 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 just a, one of those kind of things where I look for creativity and and the, the evolution of an offense through the eyes of a coordinator and the growth of the quarterback. If we made Emmett Smith the owner of a football team, would you give out a multi-year, double-digit million-dollar contract for a running back? Yes, I would if he was worth it. Who's if he was worth, worth it? it? I mean, I, Tony Pollard. Could be worth it. Mm. I mean, Taekwon Barkley is worth it. I think Josh Jacob is worth it. I think Derrick Henry is worth it. I think Nick, a healthy Nick Chubbs could be worth it. Uh, there's a number of backs that are worth it. J- Jonathan Jacobs is worth it. So, yes. I mean, when you start talking about it from the perspective, well, we need a running game so our quarterback can mature, well, that means that the running back is worth it. Yep. <laughs> Because that means your quarterback is not ready to receive the dollars that he's getting. So either you're paying him too soon or you're paying him too much too late. One or two. So I think the running backs is the one of, one of the most – is the easier position to develop because that's what he's been doing his whole entire life. He can understand how to block. He can understand how to read blocks. Uh, he understands defenses fairly quickly. Quarterbacks have to learn a lot of different things, and it takes time for them to do that. And therefore, you must have a running game to allow the quarterback – the ability to mature. All right, so one more before you talk about Narcon here. Uh, so our co-host here, Chris Canty, we're going to put you at the same position we put him in as the owner of a team. He's talked about it all year long. One of the secret things with the Dallas Cowboys this year is they have to decide if they're going to pay Dak Prescott long-term. <laughs> CC brings it up all the time because it's a major issue. Emmett Smith, would you give Dak Prescott that contract? At this point, I probably wouldn't. Um, I think there are other positions on the football field um, that we need to have. We need to create – see, our defense have great chemistry. Mm-hmm. Great chemistry. Offensively, we don't have the chemistry that's required. We're not matching what our defense is doing uh, from a chemistry standpoint and functionality standpoint and, and aggressiveness. Uh, defense flies around the football all the time, and, and they're playing solid. Now, granted, they, they ran into a buzzsaw against these guys at the 49ers, and the Cardinals hit them with a bunch of energy. So we didn't match that energy offensively. We didn't match that energy on the defensive side when we played the Cardinals. And so uh, I think chemistry is one of those things that, that, that truly creates quality football teams, offense, defense, and special teams. That chemistry come together. You have the, you have the Eagles. You also have the Niners. And you also have uh, teams that win championships. That's what you have. All right, tell everybody about Narcan. We know that Emmett Smith's a good guy. You've been around the NFL forever, and now you're trying to help other people. Tell everybody what yeah, you're Yeah, there's a significant opioid addiction uh, or uh, uh, emergency right here in our country, I would say. And, and Narcan and, and Emergent and I have teamed up to bring more awareness to the Ready Rescue program that we're, all, that we're talking about. 
Um, we're trying to save lives. I mean, I've experienced opioid overdose within my family members as well as on my team. And some of my team members and people that we all may know have had to deal with opioid mm-hmm. overdoses. And so we're just trying to bring more awareness and make it more, um, get people ready. Just in case you're walking down the street and you have, Nor- you have the Norcan nasal spray in your pocket, you have that chance to save a life. So we're just trying to get folks keenly aware of the opioid uh, emergency that we're te- dealing with on the, in this country. And so uh, we're here just trying to spread more awareness and, and, and get people ready for what, what, what could be coming and what they could be dealing with. Tragic situation, obviously, all over the country. All we, over the place. I mean, you hear about it all the time, and right. it's just horrific. People losing lives as a result of that level of addiction. It's awesome that you're trying to help people with that, Emmett. Emmett, if there, if people want more information, is there a place they can, yeah, go, they can go more information? They can go to Norcam, Norcan.com and, uh, and get more information on, on opioid overdoses, opioid addiction. You can get all the information that you want on that, on that website. Emmett Smith, thank you so much. Pro Football Hall of Famer doing great things to get people healthy in this country. We thank appreciate you guys. it. Thank you. Thank you. Go, go Cowboys. in the building. Go in the building. In Coming the building. up, I'm over it. Unsportsmanlike ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Yeah, we're going to work on something here. Uh, something happened on the way out. Uh-oh. You why, do you, why, do, why do you always make things awkward with I our didn't guests? mean to. You, you did the whole Josh Harris fist bump handshake thing with Emmett Smith. And Emmett was walking it. out. I did the handshake. We, he did the we had the all-time leading rusher in studio. The goat. And you made it awkward for him after he was gracious enough to come through and hang out with us for 15 minutes. And I thought it went so well. It was the good. vibes were exactly. high. Evan. Exactly. He was he was hanging out chatting afterwards. I mean, yeah. what he, going he, he he even gave us a gem in terms of what he would do with Dak Prescott moving Correct. forward. We had it all going. 
we took a picture with him after the interview, and then you want to ruin it. You ruined it. What would you have done? We'll, the we'll, fist ne- bump we'll or the never handshake? be able to get him on the show again, Smalls. Oh, he walked out with, yeah, a, with like, his eyebrows. What, what, what would you do? It? The fist bump or the handshake upon the exit? No, I, first of all, I would have leaned in for the handshake with the hug. So the right, gap I was with sitting. the hug. Yeah. I was sitting, so it was weird. Well, why, in that spot. why were you sitting? We all stood up to take a picture with him. Why did you then I sit back, back down? Well, why though? Too much effort. Why, why though? Too like, much you overthought it. Yeah, just on to the next one. Okay. You were just trying to play it cool. Yeah, that didn't happen. Well, why, why would you play it cool with the guests walking out of the studio? Also, after you already stood up. If there's someone to not play it cool with, it's, it's Emmett Smith. Smith. <laughs> yeah, you see what happened was, um, I don't know. I, we're working on the video oh here. Hopefully, some. I don't know that this was in the camera shot, yeah. but if it was, the awkwardness behind this will be great. It's yeah, iconic. I, just, I don't understand it. I All don't right, Pat Costello, it. producer of this show. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm sure he's going to mention his Eagles uh, because they lost yesterday. Or maybe he's not. Maybe he's going to avoid it. What's up, Pat? Greeny is what I'm over, oh, actually. Why are you over? Leave Greeny alone. I love Greeny. Greeny. I think his show is great. It's right after this one. He's also, you know, does get up. Great stuff. Great shows. Uh, but you're 56 and wearing a Jets jersey, man, on your couch watching a game. That's a complete violation. You cannot be wearing, especially an Aaron Rodgers jersey at this point in your life while sitting on the couch. So if it were a Zach Wilson jersey, no, were you okay? okay? No jersey. So no, what if it's an old school no. like Joe? Okay. Oh. No jerseys. No Why jersey at home. Why is that, Why is it a no jersey? It's just, it's not cool. It's just weird. And Okay, but you have yeah. figurines at your house. You are a self-proclaimed Disney adult. Why are you trying to, trying to take joy away from Greeny? Maybe this is his version of being a Disney adult. You think jerseys are cool for grown men to wear, Michelle? I don't love Michelle? jerseys, but I also am not going to judge him for wearing Be them. honest. Oh, oh, oh. Hold on, I don't understand though, Pat. So the man can't wear his jersey, no. a jersey of his favorite team, when he's at the game or watching the game from his couch? Correct. Why? No jerseys. Why? It's weird. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm confused. I wear. I'm confused. I know. I switched it up yesterday. It didn't work. But I had like a uh, it's the same getup on Sundays for the Pats games. Like I wear these Pats sweats and like a whole jumpsuit kind of thing, like comfy around the house. Yeah. I feel like, so hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I got to get to the bottom of this, Pat. Yeah. So if, if it is it is it the fact that it's somebody else's jersey? Like, what if Greeny had a customized Jets jersey oh, that said Greeny that. on it? No, no, back? that I'm against. <laughs> even worse. That's even worse. That's even worse. Why is that worse? If I wore a Cohen jersey, a jersey is a jersey. Whether it's your no, name or somebody no, else's name. No, you can't get the I, I, customized now, Smalls, jersey. Smalls, I feel a attacked. jersey is a jersey. I, I feel attacked now, Smalls, because I absolutely have a 99 Lakers jersey. I've got a, 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 a Yankee jersey That's that awesome. has candy on it. Like, I just, you like, played in the NFL. It's weird. a little different. Yeah, but, but those aren't Pat NFL weird. teams. Those are just my favorite. Those are his oh, team. Oh, you have a 99 candy Lakers That's what he said. And a Yankees. And a Yankees jersey. Candy, be honest with me. What's up? Grown man wearing a jersey you think is cool? I don't have a problem with it. I don't. I have like if it's my team, I have no problem with wearing the jersey. Now, if I'm going to a Lakers game, I'm probably not going to wear the no, jersey. No, you're wearing the outfit. You're wearing probably, the fit. But if I'm at home and it's like a big game, it's it say it's the game. Okay, okay. Friday, so here's I'm the thing, watching though. the Lakers game with, with like my a, Lakers a jersey bar with on. Your friends, are you going to wear yeah. the Lakers jersey out to a bar no. with friends? Probably not. No, I'm actually, not going to wear it out of the house. So it's only in the house. It's only in the house. That's the point. I actually think it's only. I think Pat is so wrong. That Greeny actually nailed the exact place you do wear the jersey. Yeah. It's only at home. Yeah. So if you go to a game, I don't know, bar or restaurant or out, no, no chance. No chance. I don't know. No Walking chance. around the streets of New York City yesterday, I saw a ton of people in jerseys. They're going probably to watch going to the, the sports bars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, too. but I'm with CeCe and Greeny. 
at home is the exact place you wa- wear a jersey. Yes. I'll rock my Heat Udonis Haslam sh- jersey at home. I, w- I step one foot outside, I it's know. off. Okay, so la- last follow-up question with Pat. Pat, you're telling us that you've never er- earned, owned, if I can get it out, <laughs> a sports <laughs> jersey before. I have. Oh. Yeah. But I was, you know, I stopped after college. So that what's was kinda... the age? When do you age out of wearing the jersey? College. After college. After college. See, That's I it. don't think it's this over. is an age. I think this is a wear. I actually think we have confirmed that Greeny wore the jersey in the exact right no location. Green, Comfort Greeny of your own home. Plan. So it's yeah. situational. Yes. yes. Situational Jerseys are situational. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Next. Uh, I'm over every former Patriot calling Robert Kraft Mr. Kraft all the time. Like, is he in the mob or something? Why is everyone afraid of Robert Kraft? Nobody calls Jerry Jones Mr. Jones. Just call him Robert Kraft. Is it because of the Counting Crow song? Yeah, exactly. Adam Durant's did. I think that there is, I think that's a whole thing with sports owners in general. Yeah. We always put the Mr. and and Mrs. in in the case of the Bills with Pagula. Like, we put the Mr. and Mrs. in front of it where I... Don't understand why exactly. We but don't he, do that with the commander's owner, Josh Harris. No, we just we say don't. Josh Harris. We, we don't. say his full name. <laughs> we don't. We try to handshake. And- yeah. I will say, though, Pat does have a point. Former and current Patriots are very pointed about calling him Mr. Kraft. That's a fair point. RKK is what we call him around the house. Oh. Uh, I'm just saying. Just RKK. It's what we... Uh-oh. Okay. I got a, I got a standby in my ear. Did you guys get that? I did. Oh, oh here no. we go. I think... Oh, no. Does that mean that we're going to have the, the awkward video of me Do doing we have the handshake? It? Is that what we have here? Oh, here it is. Oh, oh no! Wow. Oh, no. That's oh, so wow. awkward. That, that, that oh, my is, God. That's yeah. so awkward. That's that a is, disaster, Evan. That is so that is awkward. iconically yeah. bad, oh, no. Evan. Oh, this is the tight shot yeah, is everything. Like, like, Wait, like, watch Evan's fist afterwards. He's like, it's like so hard. <laughs> That's bad. No. I don't understand it. But why are you even sitting down? That makes no because sense. Because I had to get ready for whatever was next. No, I'm talking to we, Nuno. We, we weren't even close to coming back on the air, though. I can't believe it. I messed it's up. It's, it's on me. I messed up. That's so bad. Is that worse than Josh Harris and Joe Buck? I think yes. Josh Harris That's unsportsmanlike. Be worse. Yes, it's, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.